This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Welcome back. I am Lyle Southwell and this is... Lawson Walters. ...on Faith FM, where we get into Encounter with God at this hour of the day. We are going to be studying the Bible. We are going to be studying the Old and the New Covenants uh, because we have been dis- discovering all about covenants all week because we have been studying uh, the covenant that we have here that Nehemiah makes um, or that the people make, um, them and God, a covenant with God. During the time of Nehemiah, we need to understand these covenants. We talked about a whole bunch of different covenants yesterday. We probably talked about maybe 10 or 12 different covenants yesterday. Mm. And um, we worked our way up to the New Covenant, but we never really spent a lot of time talking about the New Covenant. Mm-hmm. And so this morning I thought it would be beneficial for us to gain an understanding of the two covenants, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, um, what they are, and also what they are not. However, before we get into that particular Bible study, I do want to remind our listeners that uh, we have a brand new app. We would love for everybody to get our app, and the reason that we would love you to get the Faith FM Australia app, uh, don't download the wrong one, make sure you get the Faith FM Australia app, uh, is so that you can get a perfect signal wherever you are, anywhere in the world, through your mobile device. It will use basically no data. It will um, give you a great signal, and you will be able to listen to the breakfast show, live show, if you're in a delayed broadcast area, um, or have a strong signal if you are in an area that struggles, you know, if you're a little bit too far away from a transmitter. Mm. You know, nothing worse than... Uh, then going up, you know, driving up from Sydney and listening to you know some of my favourite Sydney stations from back in the day when I used to um, used to work down there, and they just all fade away as you come north. But the great thing about it is, as they're fading away, you are coming into Faith FM mm. territory and just switch over. Yeah, it's a it's a first yeah. world tragedy. We don't, we, we don't have um, <laughs> we don't have uh, transmitters in Sydney. Here. It's the only place we don't have transmitters, but we're going to absolutely. Absolutely, we might even you know we might even get. Anyway, who knows what the future holds? There are some big plans of the future. I can't talk about plans for the future, particularly not on air. But to say just to say that there are big plans. Mm. All right, band our network. Oh, you want to do a clue yeah, for our quiz? Another clue for the quiz. This one hasn't been won yet, and so I'm just going to keep going along with the clues. But please get your phones ready, your devices, whatever you may have, to contact. Contact us, of course, reminding you that our number is 1-800-324-843, and you can call us and you can win a prize completely for free. Are you ready? I am ready. I am more than ready. What am I? The Lord commanded Jeremiah to make one of these and place it on his own neck. Okay. There you go. Nobody's got this one yet. No. I have seen that phone being ringing, um, and so what was Jeremiah commanded to make? And place on his own neck. What am I? 1-800-324-843. This was something that David used for a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He bought it off Aranua. Aranua. Something like that. Yeah, something. Some. Um, yeah. So there you go. Give us a call. Win a prize. But we're talking about the old covenant, the new covenant, what's going on, why there's a difference, why they exist. 
what what are we yeah let's let's do it let's go what, what's yeah okay so there's a lot of confusion in relationship to the old covenant and the new covenant and a lot of that confusion is based around people who assume because they've never actually checked it out for themselves that the old covenant is the 10 commandments mm-hmm and because the Bible says the Old Covenant is done away with, then the natural conclusion to that is then that clearly the Ten Commandments have been done away with, as if, you know, God's going to do with do away with thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt mm. not steal. He's going to take all those things and nail them to the cross because there's something wrong with them. Mm. You know? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> what on earth are people there? Yes, the, the Old Covenant is nailed to the cross. The Old Covenant is temporary and, and uh, done away with. Um, and that must then be the Ten Commandments. So let's nail the Ten Commandments to the cross as well. And then Jesus, like, you just read Matthew chapter 5. How could you possibly read Matthew chapter 5 and think that the law's done away with? It's like heaven oh, and earth Lawson, will but pass Lawson, away. But Lawson, that was, that was before Jesus died on Calvary. Ah. Oh. There's an excuse for everything. Oh, Anyone who wants to find the excuse to get rid of the Ten Commandments can find an excuse. But uh, the, the two, the, <laughs> calling the Ten Commandments the Old Covenant is one of the most, I don't know. Anyway. It's bogus. It's heinous. It's ridiculous. It's let's, let's just read what the Bible says. Yeah, let's. let's Two places that you'll find the new covenant in the Bible, Jeremiah chapter 31 and Hebrews chapter 8. We are going to base our study on Hebrews chapter 8 because Hebrews chapter 8 gives us, Paul gives us a background to the covenants. And in doing so, he uh, gives us some information about the Old Covenant and particularly what the Old Covenant is and what it is not. Okay, so we're going to find out, is it possible? Is it possible? Is there Because the, the, you know, the Ten Commandments are often referred to as a covenant mm-hmm. and using covenantal language. Is there any possibility that the Ten Commandments are the Old Covenant? We're going to see. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is one, He is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Let's stop there before we go any further. The Bible says that the new covenant is based on what kind of promises? Better promises. Which simply means that the old covenant was established on worse promises. Yes. That's kind of... It's the logical step. Yes, that's the only conclusion you can come to. That's crystal clear. So here's the first thing. We're going to look at three identifying characteristics of the old covenant. The Bible says the old covenant was based on worse promises than the new covenant. Mm. We good so far? Yeah. Let's go to verse 8. The Bible says, But when God found fault with the people, he said, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. Okay, so uh, in verse 8, what does he find? He finds fault. There's a fault. Mm-hmm. Let's read verse 7. The Bible says in verse 7, If the first covenant had have been faultless, there would be no need for a second covenant to replace it. Okay, so the first covenant had poor promises, weaker promises, worse promises, the old covenant. It was faulty. And the Bible says it was faulty. All right, what do we learn when we go down to verse 13? 
The Bible says in verse 13, when God speaks of a new covenant, it means he has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. Okay. So here's the third identifying characteristic we get of the old covenant. Mm -hmm. The old covenant, the Bible says, was based on poorer or weaker or worse promises. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, the Bible says the old covenant was faulty. Mm -hmm. And so then God made a new covenant that was faultless. And number three, the Bible says that the old covenant was temporary and was being done away with. Mm-hmm. Does any of that apply to the Ten Commandments? Are there any poor promises in the Ten Commandments? Any fault in the Ten Commandments? Any any temporariness to the Ten Commandments? Well, to some people that would say yes, but biblically, of course not. All right, so Lawson, if there is a fault in the Ten Commandments, please show it to me. Like, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I, I challenge, okay, so here's a challenge. I'm going to lay down a challenge right here, right now, on Faith FM Radio. To all of our listeners, this is a challenge for you. If you can find for me a fault in the Ten Commandments, a bad promise, a worse promise, a weak promise, a poor promise in the Ten Commandments, or a temporariness to the Ten Commandments, so those three things right there. If you can find those three things in the Ten Commandments, give me a call, 1-800-324-843, and I will box up the prize box with everything in it and post it your way. <laughs> Bam, there you go. There is a challenge. <laughs> because if you are going to claim that the Old Covenant is synonymous, is the same thing as the Ten Commandments, then that's what you're going to need to find. You're mm-hmm. going to need to find a fault. You're going to need to find a poor promise, and you are going to need to find a, the temporary nature of it. All of those three things combined together, if you can find those, the entire prize box coming your way. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so I hate to disappoint you all, but um, that was the only time, that little break there was the only time I'm going to give you to actually find that fault. Because now I'm going to show you what the Bible actually says on this subject. Uh, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 and let's find out if there are any poor promises, worse promises, weaker promises, dodgy promises, any kind of failing promises in the Ten Commandments. Ephesians chapter 6. I'm just, just turning there. You know, it's, it's hard having an untrained Bible, you know. This, yeah. It doesn't know where to go. It doesn't. You'll get there eventually. Ephesians chapter 6. Mine's well trained. That's why I'm ahead of you. Exactly. Ephesians chapter 6, the first three verses, please. And the Bible says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. For if you honor your mother and your father, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. All right. So, any dodgy promises there no that's a pretty that's a pretty fantastic promise it is a pretty fantastic promise that's an amazing promise in fact it's the only promise that there is in the ten commandments Mm. and it's a really good promise so there's nothing dodgy about the promises that are contained in the ten commandments Mm. all right let's uh look at the uh next issue and that is 
does the Bible say anywhere, is there any even the slightest indication that there is a fault in the Ten Commandments? Mm. Any faults in the Ten Commandments? Let's go over to Romans chapter 7. And I'll get you started in verse 7 just so that we get some context. Romans 7. We know what law we're talking about. There are a number of different laws in the Bible. Romans chapter 7 and verse 7. Mm. Read that one for us. The Bible says, When then am I suggest... When then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I was I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. Okay, so we're talking about the Ten Commandments right here. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about the Ten Commandments, uh, the Bible says, thou shalt not covet. So that's mm-hmm. context. Yep. Let's now, in context of the Ten Commandments, read verse 12. The Bible says in verse 12, but still the law itself is holy and its commandments are holy and right and good. Okay, so the Bible says the Ten ten Commandments are holy and just and good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when the Bible says thou shalt not steal, that is holy and just and good, right? Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Of course. And so if my son was to take my spare tire, ah, he's sitting in the studio right now, (laughs) looking guilty as... It would be holy and just and good for him to return it at some stage. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, yeah. All right, so the Ten Commandments, holy, just, and good. Mm-hmm. There's no fault here, is there? No, I didn't see All right, that. what about temporary? Let's go back to Romans chapter 3, and let's find out other temp- commandments. Temporary, verse 31. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 31, Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. All right. Um, <clears throat> mine says it even stronger. Yeah. Do we make void the law through faith? Mm. Do we do away with the law? Is the law temporary? Is it something that's going to disappear through faith? God forbid. (laughs) We establish the law. Yeah. Do you want it to be written down any stronger than that? Is it possible that Paul could have written it down any clearer than what the Bible has just given to us right here? Obviously not. It's It's an unequivocal statement. This is one of those statements in the Bible where I honestly believe that Paul, because he was a prophet, could see the end of time. Mm. He could see our day, and he's like, you know what? At the end of time, there are going to be people who are going to say, and he sees it in prophetic vision, there are going to be people who say that the Ten Commandments have been done away with, that they were nailed to the cross, that they were the Old Covenant. Okay, let me think about this. How could I write this down in such a way that nobody's ever going to be confused on the subject? And so he writes this verse. Yeah. Do we do away with the law through faith? God forbid. We establish the law. Mm. So the law is not temporary, whereas the Old Covenant was. Now, if the law, the Ten Commandments, and the Old Covenant are the same thing, if they are synonymous with each other, which they're not, but if they were, Hmm. then you could substitute the word Old Covenant for the word law, couldn't you? Yeah. Imagine how this would then read. It would read like this. Do we then make void or do away with the Old Covenant through faith? God forbid we establish the Old Covenant. Does that make the slightest shred of sense? No. None. Of course not. Zero. None whatsoever at all because that would be the complete opposite of everything that Paul says about the Old Covenant. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, so the Bible is unequivocal, absolutely unequivocal, that the Old Covenant is not the Ten Commandments. Hmm. So why is it that people get confused over this issue? Why is it that people suddenly go, oh, the Ten Commandments is the Old Covenant? Um, because they don't want to keep the law. Yeah, because they're <laughs> Usually the case. <laughs> it's usually the case. Like, ooh, I want to break one of the Ten Commandments. Let me see. Mm. Let's uh, ah, let's just do away with the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to Hebrews chapter eight. There is a uh, clue here in Hebrews chapter eight that indicates, kind of hints towards the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. before completely destroying that argument in the next verse. But if you take one verse on its own, you yeah. can kind of prove anything you want to prove. In a classic. Yeah, there we go. In Hebrews 8. I'm nearly there. I'll get there in a minute. Your Bible's better trained than mine. Um, uh, let's read verse 8 and 9, please. The Bible says, But when God found fault with the people, he said, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. They did not remain faithful to the covenant, so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. What's the time frame here of the Old Covenant? When was the Old Covenant given? It says, you know, around the time of the Exodus. Time of the Exodus. Mm. Absolutely. When was the Ten Commandments given? The time of the Exodus. Ah, so they must be the same thing, right? Well, no. No, (laughs) clearly not. (laughs) Clearly this is not the case. Let's go over to, uh, where were we, where were we, where were we, Exodus. Let's read a covenant that we read yesterday here on the station. And we are going to Exodus chapter 19. What chapter did I say? Exodus chapter 19. And what chapter is the Ten Commandments? Exodus chapter 20. So what chapter did I not say? Exodus chapter 20. And I did say? Exodus chapter 19. Okay. And 19 comes before 20, right? Yes. Yep. Last I checked, that was the way it goes. (laughs) I hope you all got that clear. Exodus 19, let's find out whether there is a covenant that predates the Ten Commandments. Uh, Verse 5, please, Lawson. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5, Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on the earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And verse 8. The Bible says in verse 8, And all the people responded together, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. Do you have a covenant here? Yes. Are there promises made here? Yes. Uh, Is there an agreement made between two parties? Yes, there is. What is the agreement that God makes? God says that if you keep my law, you'll be my own special treasure. And what promise do the people make? We'll do everything you say. And how long does it last? Not very long. A few days. Yeah. And they are dancing around a golden calf. Mm. Okay, so when we look at this passage as we have it right here, we have a covenant. Are there some dodgy promises in this covenant? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. What is Whereabouts is the dodgy promise? The whereabouts is the weak, the poor, the terrible promise? Clearly on the, on the side of humanity. That's right, because without the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart, it is impossible for you to keep the law of God. And the people just stood there and said, like, yeah, we'll do all that. Mm. They did not take conversion into consideration. 
And without conversion, it is impossible to keep the law of God. They promised an impossibility. God never makes poor promises, but there is a poor promise right here in this Mm. commandment, in this covenant, I should say, and that is the promise of the people. Hold your finger there. Flick back over to Hebrews chapter 8, and let's find out where does the Bible say that the fault in the old covenant was? Whereabouts was it faulty? Hebrews chapter 8. And let's go to verse 8. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 8, but when God found fault with the people. Okay, stop right there. He found fault with who? The people. That's right. We're going to talk more about that. This is Jenny and Tyler of This I'm Sure. Grace came down and opened us like flowers. Love came flowing gently like a stream Kept us safe for a little while Till the waves rose higher and higher We learned in time those waters must recede But of this I'm sure The past don't own us anymore
Welcome back, guys. That was Jenny and Tyler with Of This I'm Sure. I'm super excited about the song that's about to play. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. At the end of the section, mm-hmm. you will hear a song that is being played here for the very first time. Mm-hmm. In fact, today is its release day. Mm. So very few people have heard this song so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, something new. We're always happy when uh, new artists out there produce new music and uh, particularly really good quality music. Um, this uh, The two artists, Mitch and Megan, um, are a group called The Teachers mm. because they are... Teachers. Teachers. Yeah. They teach at uh, Claremont Catholic School in uh, Western Australia. And we're going to have them on the show sometime soon. Nice. Yes. So, yeah, stay tuned to The Breakfast Show and we will have these guys come on and talk about their music ministry and what they're doing. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Awesome. But today is the release date for uh, this particular song and so we are playing it. Um, it's going to be called Run, but you're going to have to wait about seven minutes because we have seven minutes more of Bible study about the two covenants before we get to that one. But before we do, a clue for the quiz, please, Lawson. Okay, what am no I? No one's got this yeah, one yet. This is, this is How wrong. many phone calls have we had? And nobody's got it yet. Mm. Okay. All right, what am I? In Matthew 11 and verse 30, Jesus says, For my blank is easy and my burden is light. Okay, so my something is easy and my burden is light. It's mm. a fairly, fairly famous yeah. verse um, for people who are church attenders. It'll probably be more familiar. For my something is easy and my burden is light. Mm. Of course, it's coming after one of the most famous verses in the Bible. You know, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Uh, Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. So, for my something is easy and my... Burden is light. Exactly. So there you go. We should just keep talking about this one and see how long we can last before we actually spit the word out. Such a bad idea. Oh, dear. So 1-800-324-843. Give us a call if you know what this is. Aeroplanes have them. But... What? It's a clue. Aeroplanes have them. Some Cessnas have them. Cessnas have them. Okay. I was going to say, there's not many aeroplanes that would have that. Cessnas have them. Cessnas, okay. If you are a Cessna pilot, you know exactly what it is. Okay, well, there you go. Shout out all the Cessna pilots. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843. You know the answer to this clue, to this quiz. Uh Uh-huh. All right, Lyle. Yes. We're doing a Bible study, talking about the Old Covenant. I've flown Cessnas. Oh, okay. That's awesome. We're super impressed. All right, Bible Uh study. (laughs) 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 All right, the two covenants, where are we up to? We were talking about how the uh, it's impossible for the... For the Old Covenant to be the Ten Commandments because Mm. there are no poor promises in the Ten Commandments. There is no fault in the Ten Commandments. And the Bible says that we don't make void the Ten Commandments through faith. We establish Mm. uh, the Ten Commandments. That's what Paul says in Mm. Romans chapter 3, verse 31. And so now we're looking for what is the Old Covenant. We found a covenant in Exodus chapter 19 that predates the Ten Commandments. It has some very poor promises in it that were made by the people. Um, the Bible says that the fault is with the people. We find that this covenant is the right time, the right place. It's at the time of the Exodus. And this is the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant is basically anyone anyone who's under the Old Covenant is somebody who is, you know, what I do for God is good enough. Mm. You know, and, and so I've I've had lots of Christians come to me like, yeah, I don't go to church and that kind of stuff, but um I live a good life. Mm. 
that's not salvation. Yeah. That's a good life and that's moral and ethical living. And we all agree and believe with, believe on that and uh, believe in practicing that. But that's not salvation. You're not, you're not saved based on the goodness of your life. Mm. You're saved based on the grace of Jesus Christ and the conversion experience that you allow him to, um, to, to take place in your life. Mm. Um, so yes, I think that, um, you know, sometimes somehow or other we have communicated a bad message as Christians that Christianity is just about moral living. So, you know, you don't really need church. You don't really need Jesus. You just live a moral life and God will uh, turn a blind eye Mm. to everything else. But that's not what that, that is the old covenant right there. Mm, And a lot of that falls then into the banner of people like, oh yeah, I'm not necessarily religious. I'm like spiritual. You know, I live yeah. a good life and I, I'm spiritual. And it's that was the problem with Israel. when In their first breaking of this old covenant that they made, they considered themselves spiritual people who, who worshipped, you know, a god, which ended up being, you know, a golden calf because they considered themselves spiritual. You know, they left themselves open instead of just directly being, you know, going with their, their, their calling. Wow. Wow. Just, wow. <laughs> That's so true. It is. It's so true because God said, worship me this way. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're just spiritual people. Um, and, you know, I really support every person who considers themselves to be a, a spiritual person mm. because to, um, I, I think it's very counterintuitive to say I'm not a spiritual person and spirituality is not something that's real or, or exists and, you know, you're extreme atheists are going to go down that path. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I think that you are, it, it's a little bit like, you know, cutting off one of your hands and saying I'm only a one-handed person. People only have one hand. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. Every, every human being is a spiritual human being. But when we say that I'm spiritual and I'm not religious and we cut ourselves off from Jesus Christ because of that, then the only gauge that we have for right or wrong or moral living is ourselves. Yeah, it becomes completely subjective. And when it becomes ourselves, it's completely subjective and you can make up any right or wrong that you want, Mm. which can create absolute horror, as it did with this group of people at this particular time period. Mm. It's just, it, you know, it, it, oh, depending on culture, it comes from all different ways. You know, in a modern context, it's like people don't want to live up to standards of, you know, this get of religion. So they say, oh, I'm spiritual rather than religious. But then in this context, it's like, okay, we're going to hold ourselves to such a high standard that when we fall from it, it's because we're spiritual. Or not. Yeah, it's just, it's just wild. But it's ultimately just being in a place where, you know, what what the old covenant, you know, is, is, is doing is in that workspace living is just putting you in a place where you don't have the Holy, you don't have the Holy Spirit and you just hate doing what God wants you to do yep it's a burden it it's is. it's hard yep it's difficult and mm-hmm. that's because you don't actually love god and that's man that's the step that we need to take and that's what the new covenant is mm-hmm. uh indeed indeed all right so uh let me see here what else have we got to talk about with the two covenants let's go and read the new covenant shall we yes uh let's read it from the jeremiah one or the hebrews one which one do you want Hebrews, because I'm there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews chapter 8, and let's read what the Bible says that the new covenant is. Mm. What have you got there for us there, Lawson? Um, which verse are we going to be reading, while? The verse that talks about what the, that defines for us what the new covenant is. That would be verse 10 and 11 and 12. 
Okay, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 10, 11, 12, But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel. On that day, says the Lord, I'll put my laws in their minds, and I'll write them on their hearts, and I'll be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord, for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will will never again remember their sins okay so there you have it Mm. um does the new covenant do away with the law of god no in fact the new covenant is all about the law of god yeah you know it's it's the the whole thing is based around the law of god Mm. what does god want to do with his law where does he want to put it on our hearts on our hearts so that we are motivated so that we want to do it Mm. whereabouts else does he want to put the law in our minds so that we know what it says exactly Mm. you know this is the whole relationship of conversion and then it says, um, you know, they will not teach every man his neighbor, every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. Mm, that is this is the teacher's awesome. brand new song right here. First time ever played. It is called Run. i 
I'm Julia from Warrigal Seventh-day Adventist Youth. We meet every Saturday morning at 10am for an open discussion about Bible topics concerning our youth today. We're open to everyone wanting to join us and we'd love to see you there. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Lift like a trumpet shout. 
despising the stone see the pearl of great price in the dry desert bones by the Pharisees cursed be exalted with the rose when the last are first and see how is mercy shines as the bridegroom Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. We have come to Question of the Daytime, where we answer one of your questions that has been sent to us here at Faith FM. So don't forget, send your questions through. We love to answer your questions every day as they come through to us. Our question question today is this. Did Noah have triplets? There are a number of verses in the Bible that indicate this may be the case. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 32, the Bible says Noah was 500 years old and he begat or gave birth to, or his wife gave birth to, Shem, Ham and Japheth. And so the indication from this and similar verses is uh, because Shem, Ham and Japheth are mentioned together as a clump uh, and they are mentioned in relationship to Noah being 500 years old, then Maybe he had triplets. Maybe they were all born together at exactly the same time. However, this is not what the Bible is saying. And what the Bible is saying is that Noah was 500 years old when he began to have children and he uh, had them one at a time thereafter. How do we know this to be the case? Well, if we go to Genesis chapter 7 and verse 6, the Bible says Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters when the flood of waters was upon the earth. So that's exactly 100 years after he began to have children. Then we go to Genesis 11 and verse 10. The Bible says these are the generations of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and gave birth to Arphaxad two years after the flood. So two years after the flood, Shem was 100 years old. That means that Shem was born when Noah was 502. So this is not triplets, and Shem is also not the oldest. You see, Ham is the youngest. If we go to Genesis chapter 9 and verse 24, the Bible says, And Noah woke from his wine and knew that his yo- knew what his younger son had done unto him, and that was Ham. So Ham is the youngest, and Shem is in the middle. 
Japheth, therefore, is the oldest. He is born in Noah hundred in Noah's five hundredth year. Um, in Genesis chapter ten and verse twenty one, the Bible says, "Under Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth the oldest, even to him were children born." So Japheth is the oldest. Shem is in the middle, and Ham is the youngest. Okay, so why does the Bible always give preeminence to Shem? Why was Shem the one to receive the birthright and the priesthood? Uh, Genesis 9 verse 26 is one of the verses that indicates this. He said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and you know, Canaan shall be his servant, etc. There are many blessings that are pronounced upon Shem, and he was clearly the one who received the inheritance and the birthright. This is not unusual in the Bible. Um, Esau and Jacob are prime examples of this. In that story, you will find that uh, Jacob is mentioned in preeminence, even though they were twins. Esau was the firstborn, but the Bible says that the priesthood and the um, and the blessings were to go to Jacob because of his faithfulness to God. And so what you find is, yes, the priesthood does generally pass down through and the birthright does generally pass down through the oldest son. Uh, but in a number of cases, it does not have to, and it passes down through the most righteous son. And so we find in the Bible, the Bible indicates that Shem was the one who received that, which is why the sons of Noah are typically listed as Shem, Ham, and Japheth, when the actual order was Japheth, Shem, and Ham in that order. Anyway, that's the answer to that question. We hope we have been able to untangle it for you. Um, you're listening to Faith FM, and if you have a question, please send it through, and we will do our best to untangle any Bible question that you can come up with. Your face, baby. 
Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show where, of course, we thank you guys for tuning in, for being with us, for being incredibly amazing, amazing listeners and audience and, you know, being the motivation for us to, to get up in the morning and to do this show. Lyle has had to step out of the studio as he's got some stuff to do. He didn't tell me what exactly that was, so I'm just going to assume he's swagging or something. He's just slacking off. Um, but, yeah, we are going to give away a prize at the end of our show, as we do always. And right now, in my hands, I have For Such a Time, which was a collaborative um, effort uh, spearheaded by Carly Fletcher. Basically, this is an album with... Uh, it's a 15-track album with amazing songs directly uh, directly targeted and marketed towards uh, children. This is an incredible kids album uh, with such artists uh, that we play on uh, on Faith FM as Melissa Otto, Kemio Gandhi, Anna Beden, Ali and Layton. So yeah, give us a call 1-800-324-843. You can win this album completely for Free, we want to thank you so much for listening, so much for being with us this morning. We just want to remind you guys, we played a song a little earlier by the teachers called Run. That song was actually released today, and uh, we're going to be interviewing them a little bit later, maybe this week. 
yes, a little bit later this week. That's what our producer, producer team is telling us. We're going to be interviewing those guys about that at release. Um, but yeah, have an amazing Wednesday. Keep living your best lives, as I as I like to say, and uh, stay blessed. And hey, um, keep tuning into Faith FM. We have a more incredible programming coming up right after this. You have been listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show. Um, stay tuned. This is Lawson and Lyle signing out. My soul's in your hand.